everyone. Welcome to episode 37 of the Passion Effect podcast. I'm Jack Pittman, and on each episode, we discuss the passion of high performance. We talk to athletes, scientists, politicians, and everyone in between to uncover the habits, motivations, and steps that they took to discover their passions to inspire you to find happiness and purpose through following your passions. My guest on today's episode is Katie Moon. She is a web designer helping entrepreneurs and business owners. Katie Moon was once a chemist, but was left feeling unsatisfied. Katie then set out on a journey to become a web designer and create a life that offered her more freedom, travel time, and flexibility. In 2019, Katie established Moon Design Lab and has been running it successfully ever since. And on today's podcast, Katie is here to share her thoughts on her journey from chemist to web designer, the importance of living life on your own terms and how you can do that too. Katie, welcome to The Passion Effect. It's so great to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I just love the work that you do. You're always so positive on social media and especially during times of the pandemic and times which can seem quite dark, you bring a lot of positivity to everyone. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. I always try to be, I mean, honest about what I'm experiencing and also be positive and show like, you know, things can be good, even though it might seem overwhelmingly bad. Is that sort of your mindset to business and the way you approach life? I'm generally a happy person and I try to look at everything as a lesson. So like we can find teachings in just about anything that we do. Bad things can happen and it's okay to feel like something bad has happened to you. We can still learn from what we've experienced. You make such a great point there, the importance of learning lessons. And speaking of learning lessons, Katie, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about your journey from chemist to web designer and how your passion for web design all started? So I studied chemistry when I went to school. So I have a bachelor's degree in chemistry and I loved chemistry. It's very cool. You get to actually make things. And I was working in the industry for almost five years, but I was starting to become very unhappy with the work, the environment, and my lack of freedom. I had three weeks of vacation Wow! <laughs> and was working 40 hours a week. I started to brainstorm and think about what could I do that would allow me to have more flexibility and lead the life that I wanted. I had always been interested in web design, started looking at my options, found that there was a coding bootcamp, signed up for it, got accepted, went there and started going back to school. I was working full-time was very busy and I didn't tell many people because I just wanted to stay in my own lane, focus on what I wanted. When I graduated, started picking up clients on the side and then decided to quit one day. And how much more fulfilled your life must be? It's so much better. And it wasn't easy in the beginning, but now that I've kind of established myself and my client base, it's so much better for my mental health and just happiness in general. What were some of the challenges, Katie, to becoming a web designer? When I started to go through this idea that I wanted to change roles and what I was doing, my parents were, of course, very afraid for me because they saw I had this very stable job. I had a regular paycheck. I had all these lovely amenities working for a company. I got to travel some with the company and I went to pretty cool places. So they saw all of these benefits but they weren't involved with the day-to-day stuff. So they, of course, were afraid for me. For people listening to this podcast right now who may be going through a change in their career or life, how should we approach these conversations with those close to us? 
people that are close to us when we're trying to make a big life change, or that might seem like a big life change. They could be afraid, and that might seem like they're being unsupportive. And we have to remember that they want you to be successful and happy, and they don't know what's going to happen. And you can still communicate with them in a a polite way and just say, you know, like, I appreciate you're telling me and you're sharing your fear, but I'm going to continue. When this happened to me, it was very hard because I didn't have a lot of people supporting me at the beginning because I didn't know many people starting businesses or that were entrepreneurs. So with that, support group is important. With the people around you, if they're having a tough time, take it as a grain of salt and don't let it discourage you because oftentimes also those people might not be able to make the kind of change that you are trying to make. What was it that despite all the challenges kept you going and focused on your goal to be a web designer? It was very challenging. There were times where I like a month where I made like 300 to $400 USD. <laughs> so it was very, very hard. And of course I had like a, a big cushion of money that I was prepared for months like that. But in those moments, I realized like, I know I can make things work because I'm very dedicated to my path and what I want to do. It doesn't necessarily have to look like anyone else's journey. And as long as I make it mine and I keep going because I want to be able to travel, uh, work anywhere, like these very simple ideas that I wanted, I could keep going. And essentially like right when, like within the first year that I had quit my job, I traveled like three months out of the year and I was like, okay, this is exactly what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Thank you. What advice do you have for people who are in a job as you were that maybe they were a bit unsure about, or even people that have families that maybe feel they're a bit restricted in terms of a career change? What advice do you have for those sort of people? I think the best thing to do is to think about what you ultimately love to do and what you want more time to do. So something that was important for me was travel. I love to travel and hike and be outside. So I can't necessarily work if I'm camping or anything like that. So I wanted more time to do that. And with those things in mind, you can start to look at different roles that might be of interest to you. For people who are a little bit older, I think the flexibility or like the opportunity is still there. You don't need to let age or maybe having a family stop you. In the coding bootcamp that I took, there were people who were over 50 years old Mm. taking these bootcamps and being successful. Like they also found a new job afterwards. They definitely had to make some sacrifices with time. And of course, that's something you discuss with your family and make sure that it's okay and everyone's in understanding. And even if you spend a little bit of time each day, as long as you're going in that direction, you're still making progress, which is important. Absolutely. I think it was James Clear that said something about that in Atomic Habits, that that very, very essence of the 1% and consistency. Yes. You had the decision to go for web design. What did that plan look like? So once I had started the boot camp, I didn't have a lot of time to do anything else. And I just started saving money. And I knew just by like reading books, listening to podcasts about entrepreneurship, starting your own business, that there will be these up and down months. You can't, sometimes, you know, it won't be stable. And after having a job where I was getting paid every two weeks, I was really worried about that. 
So I saved up to like 10 grand and I just stockpiled it. And after I was finished with the boot camp, I started picking up clients. And my plan was I would leave my job when I felt ready or like secure. What does that mean? And that's a funny thing. I don't really believe in security anymore. Because I think when like a, a company where you're paid consistently, you feel very secure. Right. It's, it's normal or feels normal. And when you're paid like monthly or like weekly, like you have all these different things and it doesn't feel stable or secure. So I thought I could simulate the same feeling of security by having, you know, like consistent clients, like picking up certain amount of clients each month. That's not the case. And that was what I was going for. That was my plan. I pick up clients. I have a stable client base where I'm making consistent money and then I'll leave my job. But of course that didn't happen. I was frustrated with work one day and I decided I'm just done. You're just ready. I yeah, I'm just ready. So I went and told my friend, I'm like, I'm going to turn in my two weeks today. And then I went and told my boss and he was just couldn't believe. It was like, okay. <laughs> It's like, okay. And yeah. And I just quit. And then I focused on my business full time. I took a week to myself to just really relax. And then I just kept going. And that was my, like the process of quitting my job. How did you deal with the inconsistencies? As you mentioned at the start about maybe not necessarily getting that stable client base. Like how do you deal with all the, I guess, challenges that being an entrepreneur brings now that you work for yourself? So it is very stressful and, you know, like I just did this big act of quitting my job. Mm. I know I want to do this. It's very hard. And something that helped was taking it day by day. So setting little goals for myself to make sure that I go to like maybe one networking event a week because I'm very introverted. So that was a big deal. One was like enough one event each week and getting involved with the the networking group. So I also started volunteering with one and that actually helped a lot It's because I was around like-minded people who understood how challenging it was in the beginning. And then making sure I was doing those daily steps. So like applying for jobs on like freelancing platforms that people like a job posting board, making sure that I'm still honing my skills. So I was doing things proactively to keep moving forward. And once I landed a couple clients, they've stuck with me since then. So I've worked with some of my clients for over two years. Wow. Yeah. It's really great. And when that started to happen, that's when I started to have more of a, a stable, sustainable business. And you grow the network as well. Which obviously yeah. helps. What, what type of mindset then do you think someone needs to have if they're going to pursue a drastic career change, like becoming an entrepreneur? I think a big thing is to really let, just go with the flow, know that there will be challenges and especially in the beginning. So I do everything myself. Like you wear all the hats of the business. Like you're doing the outreach, you're talking with clients, you're drafting up the estimates, like you're doing all of the things. And learning so much all the time. And for mindset, it's important to 
not get too discouraged, not let other people's journeys dictate your own. I also think you need a lot of grit to keep going because things will be hard. Like you'll hit these bumps in the road and you're like, oh, like maybe someone, you know, you drafted up an estimate, you had a really good call with them, you sent it to them, they're like, we don't want to work with you. And just have to take it as just to know. And it's okay. Just because someone doesn't want to work with you doesn't mean you're wrong or not right. doing a good job. You know, you're not meant for everyone and that's okay. You take a lot, like a lot of things less personally. Mm. Like, no, so people saying no, for example, that's really hard. Rejection as like a human being is so hard. That's something I think everyone struggles with. No. And the more we're okay with people saying no, that's when we actually start to accept those clients that are perfect, our ideal client, because we have space. So they reject us. Then we just take that as an opportunity to find those people then that do want our services. Exactly. Yes. I heard something really great the other day about rejection in a different context. I guess it's more of a, an everyday interaction context, but they were saying that, you know, if people criticize you for no reason, it's not that they're right and you're wrong. It's like maybe they're criticizing you because rejection of their own insecurities. I guess in this context is a little bit different, but rejection can apply even beyond business as well. Definitely. Like you were saying, when people, when we interact with other people, they could be projecting onto us. It doesn't mean that we're wrong or bad. We can see that. We can see like, oh, you know, perhaps I triggered something in them. And that's bringing up these energies or like this, this rejection or how they're criticizing and speaking to us. And it's not really a reflection of you. It's how they're interacting with you. And in a business sense, it might be an opportunity, even I imagine to learn what you could have done better, how you can improve those networks you have can be an opportunity to learn from other people and how they work with others. And I'm sure you've done that and I'm sure it's helping you. Of course. So the more you pitch, like if we're talking about pitching and working with people, the more you pitch, the better you get at it. The more comfortable you feel to asking people for money. (laughs) Like, oh my goodness, I'm asking people to pay me. That's very hard in the beginning. And the more you practice and people accept your rate. And then there are people who don't like, okay, like there are people who will pay for my services and those that don't want to, or can't, they're just not meant for me now. Maybe never. And maybe down the road, they might change their mind. Exactly. I've had that happen. It's all like time and place and what works out. What's the advice you have for people in regards from your journey that you think people can apply listening to this podcast can apply to their own lives? Shifting your mindset from thinking that you're stuck. I felt very stuck when I was working as a chemist. So I had like really tough time thinking like, oh, I could get another job. And I felt very stuck. It's important to remember that we always have agency. We can always change what we want to do. It might take time and a lot of hard work, but if we're dedicated to our happiness and choosing ourselves and what we want to do, it's worth it. People will not understand what you're doing and that's okay. People didn't understand what I was doing and now people love what I'm doing. So just to keep going, know you're not stuck and really pursue what you love. Like think about what you would love to be doing more of and then go in that direction. Find things that work for you so you can do those things that you really like. 
I love your summary there about being dedicated to your happiness. I think it's such a great lesson that people can apply to their own lives. Who else is going to take care of it? Well, that's so true as well. We need to ask ourselves that question more, I think. Who else is going to take care of our life? And what does living life on your own terms mean for you, Katie? True lifestyle design. So you can have all the time that you want to do what you love. All the time to like travel, read books, um, work less so you can live more. And I heard you recently went on a camping trip. That must have been so exciting knowing that you have the freedom to do things like that, that you really love and enjoy. Yes, it was excellent. I sent emails to my clients, let them know I wouldn't have service because I was camping. I barely had service. Right, right. And it was great. I didn't have to worry about work. I didn't worry about my clients. You know, I have very respectful clients and it was wonderful. I felt completely recharged and just happy that I was able to take that time for myself and go. We all live such busy lives, but it must be great just to sort of take time for yourself, I guess, and recharge. I think self-care is something that is talked about more, but, you know, as yourself, as an entrepreneur, you can sort of be lost in the hustle culture and everyone telling us to work harder. Yes. It can be so easy to forget about self-care. Absolutely. When I was there, I was barely on my phone. I didn't even take my laptop. I was sitting and reading with tea every evening. It was lovely. And we will always be told, I think, like in the hustle culture, like you have to be doing more, you have to be doing more. And I found for myself, if I do very targeted things, I'm actually doing less work because I'm not spreading out and doing all the things. I'm much more specific in what I'm working on. And in fact, I'm hustling a lot less, which is very nice. I mean, the hustle was real in the beginning because I was very afraid. (laughs) When you start to figure out what works for you and how you can show up and do your best work, you actually do less work. You're not just like trying to get everything to work. You're just more intentional and focused about what you're doing and hustling in the right direction. Yes. Instead Mm -hmm. of all directions, it's like maybe three. (laughs) You're now hustling in the direction of the life that you want to create. What advice do you have for people who are thinking about the career change? They've got their plan set up, but they're kind of scared to take that action. How do they overcome that barrier? Because it seems like that barrier is the hardest. But once you start, then opportunities open up. So what advice do you have? So this is a great question and I love it. It is so easy to get caught up in all the like nitty gritty details and all of the unknowns. We don't like unknowns. We want like clarity. We want to know what's going on. And because something is unknown, like starting your podcast, leaving your job, these things can seem so scary and big because we don't know what's on the other side of it. And when we are okay with the fact that we're afraid, but we still want to do it, we can take that leap, be like, okay, I'm scared, (laughs) but I'm still going to do Still going to do it. Still going to do it, you start to build self-trust and then you're a lot more okay taking those steps in the future. Like, ah, oh, I kind of want to do this thing. I'm unsure of how it will go, but you'll at least try. You know, I think 
with starting a business, we want things to be successful. We are like very attached to the success, but what does success actually mean to you? You know, is that making a hundred thousand dollars? If you achieve that, then you're successful. Is it working a lot less and having more of your time? If that's what you're doing, then you're successful. So, and even if you don't achieve those things within like whatever timeline you have, you're still learning a lot because you took like this, you took action on what you wanted to do. You weren't being stagnant. So don't let the fear and that barrier that comes up like, whoa, this is a big, scary thing that I'm trying to do because it's new. Stop you from doing what you actually want to do. It will happen eventually when we like decide to answer our call. Don't be afraid of the unknown. The unknown can be scary, but our fear can really hold us back. As you said, it's about accepting the fear and going for it. Do you have any advice as to how we can develop that self-trust? Do you think it comes from going outside of our comfort zone more on a daily basis? Is that a good way to start? I think so. And also the big thing that has worked for me is keeping commitments to myself and that builds self-trust. So yesterday... I had a lot of work and I still wanted to make time for myself. So I still made sure that I got outside to go for a run because I want to take care of myself also. And the more we show up for ourselves. So like if we decide in the morning, I'm going to do this for myself and we do it, we start to build self-trust. It's the same thing with, with we, when we interact with other people, if we say we're going to do something, we do it. We're building trust with them and we can use that for ourselves and getting out of our comfort zone. Yes. So tiny, tiny things. Maybe you post something a little bit different on Instagram on your account that you're maybe like, I don't know how my followers will receive like me sharing this story or something like that. You know, just do little things each day. It doesn't have to be huge. And you definitely do build self-trust that way. Following through on your commitments is such a great way to develop self-trust. As you mentioned, the impact it's had on you is, is very clear and If all of us could follow through on our commitments more often, I'm sure the world would be a better place for it. What advice do you have for people about following their passions? It doesn't really matter what other people think about what you're doing. As long as you are happy and you're enjoying yourself, it's great and fine. And life is quite short. Time goes really fast. I mean, (laughs) especially now, it feels like we lost 2020. And our mind, our mindset is shifting in terms of work and how we want to live. So like work will always be there, but you won't necessarily have all the time you want or like the ability to do the things that you love. Where can people go to learn more about your work and what you do? So you can find me on Instagram, which I'm pretty active on at Moon Design Lab. And then also my website, which is moondesignlab.com. And I'd love to talk to people. Listeners, give Katie a follow on the Instagram. She's got some great content, very positive. And I would definitely recommend. Katie, thank you so much for joining me on the Passion Vec podcast. It's been a pleasure to speak with you and learn more about your journey of web design and how we can begin to live life on our own terms. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. It was lovely. Wow. What an inspiring conversation with so many powerful messages. But how can we begin to actually apply these lessons from this episode into our lives? Here are my three key takeaways from this episode. The first takeaway for me 
was the importance of lifestyle design and building a life that you enjoy living. For Katie, a career change was necessary for her to travel and achieve her dreams of greater work-life balance, things that were important to her. The second key takeaway that I got was the importance of being accountable to yourself and developing a strong sense of self-trust. As Katie mentioned, even if we really want to do something in life, our fears might be holding us back. But through keeping ourselves accountable to our commitments, we can develop positive self-trust and accept our fears, overcome our fears, and then experience new opportunities. The third key takeaway for me was the importance of not being afraid of rejection. Easier said than done, of course. But using rejection instead as an opportunity to understand how we can improve and get better. So there you are. Those are my three key takeaways from this episode. Let me know on Instagram what yours are. If you haven't already, make sure you are following the Passion Effects podcast on Instagram at the Passion Effect podcast and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify. But don't stop there. The world needs people like you spreading important messages about passion and purpose. So share this episode with friends and family if you enjoyed it. I'm your host, Jack Pittman, and until next time, keep following your passions. Thank you.